0: Want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond, and March Madness is on deck. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn or in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code At the bottom of the screen, 19 plus, and please play responsibly. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada sports book. Yo, yo, yo. What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome back to Game Over Edmonton. It's your boy. Avery Lewis McDougall here in the host chair tonight. The Edmonton Oilers knock off the bleak best Boston Bruins 3-2 in regulation in a come-from-behind win? What? Oh my goodness. Bitch, you didn't expect that one, folks. And today I got a guest on the show, a first-time guest on Game Over Edmonton. It is Brett Howard. From the only Bruins podcast, Brett. What are you doing? Welcome to the podcast, Brett. Good, good to have you on tonight.
1: Hi, uh, th- yeah, thank you for having me, Avery. I'm really excited to get into this and talk some uh, hockey here.
0: No, of course, wanted we'll to have you on, talk about the game, get a get a Bruins fan perspective for tonight. And well, first of all, I just want to say we know how dominant the Bruins have been all season long. They've been barred on the best team in NHL. They're on pace for the best record. So, I mean, just what are your thoughts after a game in which the Bruins? Get two goals in the first. They look good. They get goals from Marshawn in the first pass, and now they and they and they still lose. What are your thoughts on this team falling? Because giving up a two goal lead something that, that Boston hasn't really done at all this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not really on brand for us this year, to be honest. It, it's I was just on Twitter before we hopped on, and you know, there, there's mixed emotions going around, definitely. But uh, one, I made a tweet, and I I was pretty much just saying, you know. The, the goals against for Boston that happened tonight, um, a Grizzlick slip up. Uh, there was a bad pass out front or behind the net from Swayman. And I can't exactly remember the other one, but there was three mistakes that happened that don't normally happen for the Bruins this season. It was kind of a uh, lapse in error judgment, if you will. So I'm, I don't think that we're as worried as, uh, you know, especially being off for five days, I don't think the fan base is as worried as people think we are, but um, it definitely sucks losing after, you know, being so dominant this year, especially in a game like this that we've closed out in third periods over and over again. So I don't know. It, it was definitely touch, tough to watch. Sorry, but uh, it, it, it you know, the the team has just been so dominant all year. It's like 10 wins, one loss, 12 wins, one loss. It, it's hard to carp. uh, to, to put this one in perspective, if you will.
0: No, I totally get that. And you mentioned the the win streak. This is a game in which Edmonton snaps Boston's ten game win streak. It was a for me. I thought it was a very strong character win from the Orleans. and it's funny because the Boston Bruins, for the most part, they shut down McDavid. But Edmonton this is a game in which Edmonton gets secondary production. They get scoring from Darnell Nurse, Ryan McCloud. I'm sure it must be tough to see. You know, yes, we shut down and Dry but yet Edmonton depth scoring steps up tonight for the victory. <laughs>
1: Well, and that's the thing. Like, I don't understand the discourse around the league this year. Like, Edmonton's a good team. They had a good trade deadline. Like, they brought in Ekholm, and I I swear he played like 45 minutes tonight. The guy was all over the ice. He was everywhere. He hit DeBrusque. He was hitting Pasternak. He was getting in everybody's face. So... I uh, you didn't see that depth scoring 10 days ago and I don't know if there was the shock of awe or the best team coming into the league uh, our goalie scored I don't know I don't know if he scored before or after that game but it, it, it you know it was. it's a big brother and um, you heard Mick David and Dreisaitl talking about it in the playoffs last year when they got bounced from Colorado there's good teams out there and sometimes they just beat you and and that's what it comes down to me tonight like if you, you look at Edmonton like you get two of the best arguably yeah. the best players in the world on in the, the United ice United States at States, different so. times too not not on the ice together So it's hard to shut that down. Uh, the top line for the Bruins had a really tough night tonight Marshawn looked a little off. Uh, DeBrus didn't look at himself after that at-home uh, Collision, but I I don't know. I, I think the Oilers deserve a lot more credit than they've been getting this year Um, especially Like, I'm not the biggest Ken Holland fan, but he's put together something decent this year. I was questioning the Barry trade, but it looks like it's really working out with Ekholm back there. It looks like he's that type of defenseman they've been looking for for years now.
0: No, I totally agree with that, Brett. And I'm someone, I've been critical of Ken Holland from almost day one from when he was hired. And I Mm -hmm. agree. I mean, Matisse Ekholm was the kind of D-man this team needed. And in what, he's played four or five games now. And he's been the perfect fit for this franchise i would badly need some defensive help for guys like darnell nurse
1: yeah and you you hear too like i uh, i live in canada right so i see the canadian media and you you hear about how excited the Ekholm's wife and family were to come to edmonton like they're from sweden right like yes. they like to ski they like to be outside they, they like the winter weather there yeah. so it's the same thing as what Lindholm said when he came over from Anaheim. This is more his vibe, like in Boston, right? It's a lot more like back home, sorry. It's a lot more comfortability. So I, I, I honestly thought that at-home trade was a slam dunk, and you didn't have to give up guys like Broberg, um, Holloway, you know, you kept a lot of those guys intact. So I was really impressed with that pickup. And you saw it tonight. Like, they, they shut down, Eckholm single-handedly shut down our top line, and it takes a lot of the pressure off Nurse. So kudos to Ken Holland.
0: No, of course. I and mean, we're, we're talking off here about how this could potentially be the Stanley Cup final. And the more I watch things, like, this really could be because I look at Edmonton and, and the division, they're in, the Pacific Division, even though Vegas is on top right now, that is, I've said it before on this show, that is the most volatile division in all of hockey. We don't know who's going to win this division mm-hmm. still. It could be Edmonton, could be Vegas, could be LA. And then a year in which, you know, Nashville is on the bubble, Colorado's been banged up, and Boston's been on juggernaut. Like, this is a great year to see possibly Edmonton, Boston meeting up for all the marbles.
1: Oh, yeah, I said it to you before we hopped on. Give me seven games of that. I, I hope the Bruins come out on top, believe me, because I've already seen them lose se- game seven at home. I don't need to do that again. But, uh yeah, like, it was electric up until the final seconds. Like, you got McDavid coming down on a breakaway on Bergeron with no goalie, and Bergeron just, like, stacks the pads real quick. Like, I couldn't be – I yeah, it was a loss, but it was a great hockey game, and that's what matters in the end. Like, these two teams, two – storied franchise who have unbelievable talents, Hall of F- future Hall of Famers on them, just going head-to-head, battling it out, best line against best line. And, like, yeah, we didn't have Allmark in net tonight, but if you look at Swayman's past 10 games and his numbers, I pulled them up before we came on but prior to today. They were identical to Allmark's number coming in to this game he, he was posting a 1.89 goals against average and a 0.936 save percentage like that's elite goaltending in this league so it's like you can't even fall back on oh this is our backup goalie because Swayman's been proving himself this year that he is a, a legit 1a it's just all marks having uh a the season of the century so far
0: no of course because, And yeah it's a great tandem in Boston I remember when Tukorovs tied, tired I remember the question marks of oh. What's Boston going to do net? There's no more rafts. What are they going to do? And Swimming and Elmark have been phenomenal for you guys. They have shown Bruins fans that, hey, goaltending right now is in a great place going forward. And yes, Tuka Rask is going to be a future future Bruins Hall of Fame. We're going to give him a in the rafters. You know, the succession plan in Boston in net has proven off to be a wonderful thing right now. There's no reason to panic if you're a Bruins fan watching the tandem in net right now.
1: Yeah, and a lot of that goes back to goalie Bob. I don't know if he's talked about much in Canadian media, but... Uh, he, he's been with the team for years. He helped Tukarask mold his game. I, I think he was there for Tim Thomas. I'm not 100 sure on that, but you you hear all the praise that Swayman and Allmark give goalie uh goalie Bob, and it, it's just amazing to see Allmark. Find, he like at, last year at the beginning of the year on my podcast, I I had a prediction that. Allmark won't win the Vesna in his first year, but I think he will in the second year. And that was not me just being like, oh, I think we got the best goalie. That was just me looking at goalie Bob and the way he can turn goalies into these elite talents in the league. And Allmark has all of the um, accolades to be that type of goalie, right? Like he's a big guy. He moves well. He's athletic. And now that his knees are finally healthy and he's been working on the strength of them, he's just been unstoppable this year and he can score goals. So it's like, what are we doing now? (laughs) That that's been
0: pretty cool. I was that would have be been pretty cool to see him scoring a goal because a goalie goal is one thing that you you might get once every 10 years. Like that's a thing you yeah. got you know, that's a luck thing. I would rather see personally, I think it's more it's cooler to see a goalie goal than a goalie fight. That's much more common, but I thought it was so really cool because that happens once every 10, 12 years, really.
1: I know, right? And I don't think Vancouver fans were too happy that it <laughs> happened against them either, right? <laughs> Another dunk on the city, but no, don't, I've been to Vancouver many times. Beautiful city, but uh, the rivalries there.
0: No, exactly. It, it's just so funny how you know they're still they're still a Vancouver fan. The no parts of Vancouver fans who are watching right now. I know Boston fans still would like to rub in the fact what happened in 2011. Bruins fans still love to get that one over on you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my god! Yeah.
1: yeah, it's a, it's 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 a good banter back and forth. Like like I said, I'm Canadian, right? So there's uh all types of fans around me. So I've been into it with Leafs fans, Vancouver fans, Montreal fans. Doesn't I got Calgary fans that yeah. don't like me? It's all good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I want to ask you, Bray, You know, as someone who is a Boston Bruins awesome fan, just as an outsider, what are your impressions of Prime McDavid this year? Because it was fun asking outsiders who maybe don't watch him every single game their assessments of him because he has 54 goals. Could have had 55 empty netter tonight, uh, Mm. missed twice. What are your thoughts on his play? Someone who is on pace to get 157 points, a mark that seems ridiculous in what is considered the hardest era of hockey.
1: I actually have a running bet right now that he's going to hit 150, so he better get the 150. But <laughs> I, uh, I I, I had a battle with somebody today at work that he is the best player I've ever seen play the game. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's the GOAT. He, I'm, I know there's Wayne Gretzky, Gordy Howe, like the list goes on, right? Mm. But to watch this guy every- like I watch him as much as I can, and I, I, I'm a hockey fanatic, so I will literally just ISO, ISO cam my eyes just to watch mcdavid around the ice and what he does and it people don't give him enough credit for for what his player away from the puck like i was watching him tonight and some of the reads he was making like boston made a line change and he almost got a breakaway and i was like nobody in the league maybe mccarr mckinnon a couple other guys could they have that hockey sense to do that but it, it it's just been phenomenal it, and even as a Bruins fan, like you hear Marshawn and Pasternak and DeBruyne, like DeBruyne skates with him in the summer. Sometimes he's like, he's one of those guys. It's just like, you got to hope that he doesn't have one of those nights against you. And he did in the f- 10 days ago against us, we were able to shut him down tonight. And maybe that's something that played into the loss tonight. Maybe they were overlooking him too much and giving up chances um, to players lower down in the lineup. But like I said, it, it, it's just, it's unbelievable to watch him. Uh, we're watching greatness and, History is just being made in front of our eyes.
0: No, it it totally is, and even you know, even with this loss, tonight, Brett, do you still feel the this Bruins team can break the NHL record for most wins and points in season? I know it's a lofty mark, but they're still on pace. Do you think they can do that? Because even with this loss, slowing down the Boston Bruins for very long doesn't happen very often.
1: Well, and that's the thing with this team, right? Like, since Monty's come in, he's completely changed, not even changed the culture, but just changed the vibes in there. Like, that's the one thing on Bruins' Twitter right now. The We're, we're all saying the vibes are immaculate. They had their siblings come on the trip to Dallas and Nashville. It's just nothing, it seems like nothing can bug this team. Like, yeah, they're going to have... They have the memory of a goldfish right now they're gonna have a you know meetings about this game and see what went wrong and you know uh work work on these mental mistakes that they made in tonight's game but i i i really hope they break the record but you you keep hearing the players in the locker room and post media scums that's not what we're going for like a lot of the guys on this team have won president's trophies before and lost the cup that year so it's, it's something that I don't think they're taking lightly. Uh, it's a very last dance situation, if I could say that, with Bergeron and Krejci. Mm. And I think everyone knows the severity of this season.
0: No, that's totally fair. And, not, and that's a great point, though. Even though they have a chance to break history, you know, a lot of guys have already been there. They've already won President's Trophies. They've already, they've already won uh, Stanley Cup. They already know what it's like to be the top team in the league, record or not. So really right now the goal is... Another Stanley Cup. And one thing I like about the Boston Bruins is that this is honestly one of the more uh, balanced teams in the league. I know you got Pasternak with mm. over 80 points, but you've got multiple guys with 40 points or more. And even with no Taylor Hall right now, this is still a team with some of the guys who can burn you, be it the Cry cheese Bergeron's, Charlie McAvoy, Pavel Zaka. And then you guys go to the deadline. I, I said it before, the rich got richer. You guys go out and you get in. Dimitri Orloff. And Tyler Bertuzzi. I mean, that is how you build a content uh, you build a championship squad, even though you know you're you're the best team in the league, you still go at the deadline and you don't stand Pat, you go and load up some more by bringing in Bertuzzi and Orla. That's how great teams find a way to win.
1: Well, let's talk about Bobby Skorlov for a second, Hey, eh? Like, well, look at this. Look at this run he's on right now. It's unbelievable. This is a testament to Montgomery and his system. You saw it in Dallas. You saw it in St. Louis. And now you're seeing it in Boston. It's him. He's the defense whisperer. Lindholm's game has picked up. I saw... Uh, I think it I, I forget which analytic guy it was but he did best defenseman of the year th- through analytics and Lindholm was number two behind fox and it's like not even getting talked about at this point and then you go in and bring a num- another top 4d in orloff you have carlo who's a uh bruins fan he's a bruins fans whipping boy if you will but he's <laughs> a top he's a top four defenseman in this league and then, then, like you said, Hall goes down, which one thing I want to say about that is, like, we were talking about guys wanting to win. Well, like, Hall, ha- he's won trophies, but he's never, like, won before. Like, really, maybe in uh, junior he's won. I can't really remember that if he won one with Guelph. But it, he wanted to play so bad. Apparently, he's been playing through this injury for a while. And you saw his, his uh, numbers drop off a little bit since Christmas. And mm-hmm. That's kind of, like, the rumblings going around. And then Don Sweeney just says, well, hold up. Two of our left wings went down. Hey Stevie, why? What are you up to? Do you want to give us Brutuzzi for a, picks that aren't going to matter right now if we win a Stanley Cup? So it, it's been. It was an unbelievable deadline by Don Sweeney. I, I just kept getting surprised more and more. And another guy not getting talked about enough is Garnett Hathaway. Mm-hmm, what a yes. he is a Bruin through and through.
0: No, that's like that's a great point. And I, I know I'm, I'm full credit. Sweeney deadline. He made a lot of a lot of masterful moves and that is a, again that's the front office that is finding ways to improve and retool i gotta admit you know i'll say as much full credits of players when this team um brought in Mitchell miller for the, i love the fact that this team condemned it entirely that is the one thing i will give a knock on neely and mm-hmm. for even considering that man but yep. the fact that the rest of his team has gelled and found ways to keep winning and he mentioned taylor hall you know he's someone he mentioned taylor hall i remember i I remember Till Hall, the Oilers, and the, the Decade of Darkness, just what he was trying to do. Did everything he could. Didn't win. Went to New Jersey. Was the MVP. Still didn't win. And he's the kind of guy, like, how can you not root for Till Hall to get a cup after all he's been through an his on career?
1: Exactly. Isn't it kind of crazy? We had the one, we had both one, two picks in that draft now, Sagan and Hall. Right? There's another Don Sweeney right there. It, uh, and like, like you said about the Mitchell signing, I just want to speak for Bruins community as a whole, because I know that we didn't take that lighthearted and we, it, it upset a lot of us. Um, you know, it, I don't want to get into it too much, but like you said, it it's, it is a stain on Don Sweeney's um, resume for this year. And, to be honest, I, I I don't think he should win GM of the year just for that. I know people are starting to talk about it now, but I, I just think that that you know that it was a sucky situation, and I'm I'm uh, hopefully it'll get resolved in the summer with a contract situation. But to to see them to see you see they went up to Toronto and they lost that game, and the the team just looked deflated because you could tell that they didn't want any part of it. But to touch on Taylor Hall, yeah it. I, I've always been a Taylor Hall fan. My favorite thing to say is "Taylor Hall is a Bruin." Um, shout out Elliot Friedman on that one. But it it it's just like you just want to see these guys win. Nick Foligno, um, like it it just I don't know these guys that are journeymen that I, like you said have have gone gone through it. Play the right way, play hard, and they don't want to get. They'd rather risk an injury than getting taken out of the lineup at this point. That just that just shows you how bad this team wants to win.
0: No, of course, totally. And ask you, I know we're we're about I would say 16, 17 games up in the season. So I'll ask you, who you, who would you prefer to face in the first round, Eastern Conference? would who is your preferred opponent, uh, Brett, to take on in round one?
1: Well, I'll tell you, not the Ottawa Senators. They <laughs> scare me. I don't care what anybody says. A young team like that, we don't have a good history against them. They beat us this year, like at. They have a good hard forecheck. So not the Ottawa Senators, if I could say that Um, if Buffalo slipped in, that'd be the most ideal situation just because they don't have as many veterans, the goaltending, you know, PUL has been great this year. He looked great in that game against us. I don't think the seven spot um, that happened last week was his fault at all. It was just a young team, not knowing how to contain a a veteran core like this. I'd love to see Sid and Bergeron go at it in the first first round again. Um, their goaltending doesn't scare me as much. Their back end's a little lighter, but I, to be honest, a lot of people want the Islanders as a, like a, a rematch. And Sorokin, man, that guy's a goalie can just go nuts for six games, and the next thing you know, you're bounced in the first round.
0: No, that's very true. And, and you mentioned Ottawa. Like, you know, I, I like I like the fact you're avoiding Ottawa because yeah, no, even though. Even though I cover a team in Western Conference, Ottawa could be a very scary team. I know earlier in the year people predicted them to make the playoffs. They had a little bit of a lull. And now seeing what they're doing now in the East, like um Buffalo, Ottawa, even Detroit. I you know Detroit mm-hmm. I know they're falling off a little bit though, but Ottawa or Buffalo, if they get in, I really think they could win a round or two. I see what you mean by being scared of Ottawa. Cause like if they get in, they could be that Cinderella team that shocks a lot of people in Eastern Conference.
1: Well, that's the thing, too. Like, I just saw in my, on my video that behind me the Devils. Like, everyone has the Rangers penciled against the Devils and them the Rangers to beat the Devils. I'm not so sure of that. I watched them play. I watched them play against the Leafs, like, the other night. Yeah, TMO Meyer had a tough break at the line there. Uh, I think it was Marner went down and scored. But, you know, that Devils team scares me. Like, they're built, they're built like a good, fast, young team. They've given us troubles in the past as well. I wouldn't I, – I wouldn't be surprised to see them beat the Rangers. And I put them in that class of, you know, like that Ottawa, that Buffalo, like they can score goals. They have high flying offense. Uh, Devils have one of the best defensive uh, pairs in the league right now. So like, I know exactly what you mean with these young teams. The, the NHL is getting younger, faster every day.
0: No, it really is. That's funny. We talk about, I know, um, New Jersey, when I when they played the role of Edmonton, it's funny just seeing how I remember when the devil used to be that that team was it was a it was a it was a it was a chore to watch New Jersey not long ago when you know the old trap hockey you know, Jacques Lemaire. I remember when they mm-hmm. beat the, when they beat Edmonton Edmonton I remember they they tied the game late and one thing I liked the fact that the New Jersey didn't do they didn't sit back and play for overtime they pushed mm-hmm. in a tie mm-hmm. game with 20, with 20 seconds left in the regulation and scored to win like that's a team that's a screw we're not sitting back and playing for overtime it is time on the clock. We're gonna go for the win no matter who we're playing against. I love that aggressive hockey out in New Jersey. I love that.
1: Yeah, and that like also you you got Jack Hughes, like Brats having a great year. He sure's a Selkie candidate. Sorry, Bergeron's still in the league, so I don't know how anybody else can win one at this point. But uh you know you know what I mean? Like they're they got pulled out on their third line, and I oh, kind of question I questioned that signing when it happened and like Tom Fitzgerald deserves a lot of props on this. Uh, he he did a phenomenal job building this team. Uh, he told the fans, "Wait, be patient and look." Now you got the second Hughes brother coming in after college this year, so you got another defenseman that you could essentially plug in to this already great defensive core. So, I, I if I'm a Rangers fan, I'm a lot more worried than they they make it seem out to be um, with the Devils matchup if it happens.
0: Right? It's curious. You know, you mentioned um between Bergeron and him known for the Selkie. Now, I want to ask a Bruins fan this. This is my idea. I've pitched for a long time. I, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big hockey historian, so I know that in the WHA, the MVP trophy was called the Gordie Howe Trophy while he was still playing. He could have won his own award after his name. So my thing is, like, why wait for Bergeron to retire? Rename the Selkie, like, there's no real thing you can't rename the Selkie after him while he's still playing. How gangster would that be? Like, he's won it so many times. To rename the Selkie, the Bergeron, while he's still playing, no rule that you can't do that.
1: Well, and it's like we're 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 all in agree we're all in agreement too that like he's one of the best two way centers of all time. So it's like it, he's a future Hall of Fame Famer, sorry, gold medal winner. Uh, uh, He was on that unbelievable world junior team centering the Crosby line. Like the accolades just keep going on and on. So I'm all for it. If we could push this, actually I'll go even one further. I don't like that. There's only one Norris award or one defensive award that the Norris, there should be a defensive defenseman award. The Norris, and then let's bring in the Bobby Orr Award for Kale McCarr and Fox and all those type of guys because I don't think guys like McAvoy and Slavin and, like I said earlier, Lindholm. Uh, I don't. There's obviously more out there that I can't come that can't come to my head right now. But uh, let's go even further. Let's get the Patrice Bergeron Award and the Bobby Orr Award. Let's do it right now.
0: <laughs> that that would be fun. That would be certainly fun to see. Brian. I know um I know this game as well too. Mt comes back and wins. Three to two. I know was. Just, what, is it, what, is it, what is it? What is the temperature like in Boston right now? In terms of, I know you mentioned this team on the short pace. Like, what is the temperature? I know you're not in Boston, but like, what is it, What is Bruins for like right now? Like, what are fans like? What are, how are fans taking things right now? Because this is a team that I mentioned on pace to have the best record league history. Like, what are, what are fans reacting like? How are fans feel about this team right now from what you have seen
1: yeah. So for, uh, for talking, like I talk with my co-host, uh, Nick Busa on the Only Bruins podcast. He actually lives in Boston. I have a lot of friends that I talk, uh, through the internet that live in Boston and they say the city is just electric right now, especially with the, well, the Celtics we're playing really good too. It's like uh, the, the city just had this like unbelievable buzz around it. And, um, you, you know, it, it also goes back to like, I just skimmed Twitter before we hopped on and you are, in previous years, people would be, oh, my God, sky is falling, sky is falling. But I saw tonight, that it's it's definitely mixed emotions, but you see more of, all right, it was five days off. You got the two best players in the world coming in. They were ready to go. Our guys were a step slow. Um, you know, a couple guys had bad, bad nights. But the I think the overall vibe is just... What an unbelievable season this has been. What a treat it is to watch. Like, this, if this is Bergeron and Krejci's last year, uh, you know, I hate to be this guy, but if they get bounced early in the playoffs, I don't, I'm going to be hand up. I'm going to be the guy that says, I, I had the most fun watching hockey this year than I ever have before. I don't regret a second of it. I hope they get to do the thing. But, um, yeah, like, it, it, it's just been unbelievable. Like I said, vibes are immaculate right now.
0: No, of course. If, if if anyone in Boston is saying or a Bruins fans saying sky is falling after tonight, that sh- that shouldn't be a thing. That should not be yeah. a thing. I mean, yes, <laughs> I mean, yes. Tonight you do lose the Oilers. A very a very rare game of regulation that you do lose. But again, you have forty nine wins. You have you've allowed less than one hundred thirty six goals this season. Like there shouldn't be reason to panic. I mean, it was just for a very team that came in tonight and beat the Boston Bruins, the team that was able to. Get scoring without the need of Drysdale McDavid. Like there should be no panic among a Bruins fan after tonight, even with this loss.
1: Yeah, we we like the next best goal differential is like fifty goals less than us. Like I don't know how anybody could be upset with the play at this point. Like like you said, it it's been an unbelievable season to watch. Um, and that's the thing too. Like it it it's not about the wins and losses with this team. It's it's about like what they want to do and the the vision that they have set. Like when I watch their post-game pressers and stuff, even after they win, like I call Felino the second captain because he just is like, he's unbelievable for the locker room. He had a tough year last year, but like, look, he comes in this year after being comfortable, bounces back. And you keep hearing saying like, yeah, this is all, this is okay. Yeah, this is all right. But this isn't, you know, we still have things to accomplish. We have still have goals. We have set. This is a team that's only lost, like, I don't have it in front of me now, but you know what I mean? A handful mm-hmm. of games at this point. And so it, it's it's un, it's crazy to see uh, the direction and determination that the, the, that the players have. And like Monty said, like, he's the luckiest guy in the world. He gets to coach, like, one of the best locker rooms or cores he's ever been a part of.
0: No, of course. Now, what Jim Montgomery has done so far with the Bruins is amazing. And it's great to see him back in the league of what he's gone through. It's amazing to see what he has done behind Bruins bench, lead, this team. I'll ask, I mean, before we go, bro, I want to ask you a, pre- a few points on one thing that I hate. I am, I'm such a anti-offside review guy. And we saw, we saw tonight, the offsides come into play and offside reviews. What are your impressions? Like I, I am just so mad about how offside is applied and how reviews work and how you can review a, a goal when Austin happened like eight minutes ago, I'm exaggerating, mm. but like, what are your impressions of that? We saw it tonight because I think the offside, I would say challenge in general, if broken in, in the NHL, Brett. Well,
1: it's like, like I, I've heard Paul that say before, there's too many stoppages and breaks and like, it's slowing the game down. Like I get it with sports betting coming in, everything has to be to the book and, you know, cross the, t- the cross the T's and dot the I's. But it just like, it kind of re- like you said, it was 35 seconds after the goal or before the goal was scored mm-hmm. and it was like super close. Like you could, have, you know what I mean? Like Yamamoto bumps into, I think it was Bertuzzi or Zaka and the guys just like cross at the same time. And, it, you know, then you get possession, um, but possession reviews, like when you're, when you're crossing the blue line, like we saw with Kale McCarr in the playoffs last year, uh, against Edmonton, was it not where he pushed the puck across yes. the line, kept his stick up? Like, what are we doing at this point? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's coming away from the game itself and the, the beauty. Like you said, you're, you're a hockey historian. It, it takes away from the beauty and the art of this amazing sport that we love. And I, like I said, I get that, you know, with sports betting and everything, you need, it, everything needs to be, done exactly how you know the the score is is happening on the ice whether it's fair or not or whether um the uh what's it called the review needs to happen or not so you saw Woodcroft right away I I even said when they crossed the line I was like oh man that looked offside and then I think Louis DeBrusque said it as well and then like 35 seconds go by and the Bruins scored. I forgot about it at that point. <laughs> so I agree with you. It, it definitely throws a wrench in the game, but I understand why it's in the game.
0: Yeah, now I, I'm also hoping that we do get it looked at. And you also hope the board governors do consider that uh, a change, how it's done. Because how it's applied, I just am not a fan of how it's done, Brett. And before I let you go, I want uh, why don't you plug all your social. Where, where can people find Only Bruins? Where can you find the podcast? Where are you on Twitter?
1: Uh, you can find our podcast on any network. Our uh, podcast handle is at only Bruins one and my Twitter podcast or my Twitter, pod. my Twitter handle is at Brett Howard underscore. That's B R E T T H O W A R D underscore.
0: Awesome. That is amazing. And folks, those of you who, wa- who are watching tonight, of course, as always like subscribe and comment to the SDPN channel, like all of our stuff with game over support, every host we all do great work here on the channel i'm on twitter at avery at avry i'm back again hosting for the leafs Oilers game on hockey and canada brett thank you for doing the podcast gotta do it again sometime with you were an amazing guest here on game over edmonton thank you so much
1: no hey avery thank you for having me uh i'm back i'm just a DM away whenever you need me I'll, I can come on talk Oilers if you want to. I watch way too much hockey at this point. So we're gearing up for the playoffs. I'm excited and uh, I'm truly honored to be on this with you. I Like I told you before, I've actually watched some of your videos and listened to your podcast before. So this is uh, I'm truly humbled for this experience. So thank you.
0: Thank you. I, I really appreciate that, Brett. You do a lot of good stuff too, only Bruins. Anyways, gang, we're out of here. I'll talk to you all again on Saturday night for Hockey Night in Canada, recapping Edmonton, Toronto. Anyway, that's it. We are out of here. Later. Game over. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada sportsbook.